0: Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do
1: something about it, man. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All in running. Lift off. We
0: have a lift off. Hey, all you pet stylists, you found the groom pod. Welcome to our virtual salon. My name is Susie, and I'm your host. I'm a mobile groomer from Seattle, Washington, and anyone who knows me will tell you I love to talk, especially about my job. One of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show, Miss Barbara Bird.
1: Hey, Susie what's
0: up welcome to episode 307 of the groom pod recorded on august 8th 2021 in snohomish washington and tucson arizona this podcast is brought to you by you and through our con sponsors best shot show season evolution Shears, the absorber stazco and chewy this week we're gonna talk about some cool yorkie tips and blade care The Absorber Towel from dogloverstowel.com is changing my world, and I think you should know about it. The Absorber feels like a magic eraser and a chamois had a baby, but you use it like a sponge. Get it wet, blot off the pet, squeeze the water down the drain, and repeat. It's like magic. Dogs dry more quickly because they start out drier. Saves laundry costs because I'm not washing any more terry cloth towels. Saves space, too, especially for mobile and house call groomers. Just soak them in vinegar and water between pets. To clean the absorber, toss it in the wash and let it air dry. Then wet it when you're ready to use it again. I cut them in half to make them easier to wring out. You can find the Absorber Towel at dogloverstowel.com. And if you use GroomPod as the coupon code when you place your first order, you will get 10% off.
1: Well, Susie, did you see the boo-ha-ha on Facebook over the Kinchy Shears advertisement?
0: No, I must have missed that whole thing. What's going on?
1: Well, cancel culture is alive and well in the grooming industry. And this is what happened. Kenchi, um Kenchi's advertising company put up an ad, and I don't know where they put it up, uh, probably to their wrong place. And it was an ad for at-home grooming tools and products. So they're appealing to the people who are grooming their own dogs to buy their at-home grooming tools. And they let in with the question, are you tired of spending $100 or more at the groomers every month? Oh, ooh. Okay. That... Dad, that's a mistake, right? Big mistake because that was very offensive because groomers saw this as a company trying to milk grooming customers away from groomers into doing their own. And they just started running and raving and throwing Kenshi under the bus. And, um, oh, huge brouhaha. And finally, some of our more esteemed groomers like Jonathan David and, and, um, uh, what's a Puerto Rican guy's name? Jorge? Uh, no, not Jorge. It uh, uh, he, he was on Groom Team. I'm bad with names. Notably. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm bad <laughs> with names too. Anyway, notable groomers came on and defended the company for all that they've done for the grooming industry and said, you know, like, wait a moment, hold on before you, you know, go through all of this. Just let it go, you know. And Kenshi came on, a rep came on and said, we're sorry. It was an advertising decision that wasn't made by us, and we fired the ad agency, you know. Okay, but I can
0: totally see wanting to target the at-home groomer in case they lock people up again in their houses, which I don't think is going to happen, but it might happen. And if they tell people to stay home and they're grooming their own pets, that would be an angle to use for the grooming tools. But to do it in our industry and do it without wording is really bad choice. It's bad
1: choice. It was, it, it was poor taste. It, it was poor choices. I agree. But I also think it's perfectly valid to support home grooming. Oh, me too. So really, there are so many pets out there to groom. It doesn't matter if a portion of them, you know, and besides that, when people groom their own most of the time, They fail. You know, most of those tools are going to end up in the yard sale.
0: Oh, no. They're going to end up back with us. At least that's what my people have done with them. They've brought the brush I recommended and a couple pairs of shears I recommended (laughs) and some combs I recommended. Grooming tables. that They all end up back at me. Oh, here, can I give you this stuff back? It just doesn't work for me. And, boy, do they appreciate you more after they've given it a try themselves.
1: They often do, and out of 100 home groomers, there may be a couple that really take to it. And that's great. And I've even known professional groomers who have started out grooming their own dog.
0: I have a lady with an older Shih Tzu who, no, it's a Lhasa, who does fantastic grooming. And I've taught her along the way. And the beauty of that person is I groom the dog every six weeks. Basically, I tidy up what she has done in the in-between. But there's never a tangle in that dog. The coat is beautifully maintained. I get to do a fancier haircut on it because of that. It's been good education for her to be able to take care of her dog as she's aging and really can't handle the grooming process as well. She's able to go into her senior years with mom doing the primary amount of her care. So that has worked out really well for me.
1: Well, and I think there's another topic within this, and that is why people make the choice to groom their own. Most of the times have to do with, like, they get a second pet and they can't afford it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, And the husband says, okay, you can have another Airedale, but you have to groom them. <laughs> I had that. And, um, you know, something like that, or the dog has issues and can't go to the groomer or something like that. But sometimes it has to do with that they're disappointed with the grooming. And this is one of the ways in which people currently, 2021 are disappointed in their grooming is then when groomers won't leave the dog's coat looking more natural. They've got to blow out and fine finish everything that makes these dogs look overcoiffed. You know that word? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I do. You it's know, like, it's like if you went to the hairdresser and they gave you a beehive, you know, <laughs> like you wouldn't be happy. It wouldn't look like you. It wouldn't even look like you in your wedding picture. Nope. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm just an older variation of my high school self. We don't want to change anything. <laughs> we just keep going the way we're going. But no, you're totally
1: right. But the thing is, and we don't have to blame doodles because I've had be shown people come to me and say, I like it when she gets her curls. Can you not straighten them out so much? I've had a couple of those. I mean, and it's time that groomers listen to the customer's expectations and don't just try to correct their expectations. But we need to start grooming out of the box. See, I run into this kind of thing. I'm on the Legoto Romanolo big list. I'm on the grooming soft-coated wheat and terriers list. And almost every week, there's somebody out there and say, they ruined your curls. They took away what I liked, and they didn't do it like I said. And, you know, and then people, groomers say, well, we have to blow them all out straight in order to do a professional job. Well, no, you can just change your expectations to fit their expectations <laughs> and let them have wavy, curly, scruffy, coiled Hair less
0: refined haircut,
1: yeah. A less refined haircut, it should be good news, (laughs) yeah, exactly.
0: Good news that, and it's such good news that the owner has that much interest in their pet that they're willing to take on the grooming. I mean, we do it because it's our passion in life and we would do anything for our animals. But the people who pick up pets along the way of their life journey may or may not have the same passion, but somebody who's willing to learn and try to do the grooming, that should be a sister or a brother to us, not somebody we want to alienate. That's somebody who has like the same passion as we do and we should encourage it.
1: I'm all for home grooming. I've written how-tos here and there for home groomers. And um, I just don't think that it's reason to uh, do cancellation, cancel culture, on one of our more prominent supportive companies. she has supported trade shows, contests, this, that, and everything.
0: I've never heard any complaints
1: about their products. Oh yeah, well, people are even starting to complain about their products, this is the truth. The human mind is such that if negativity steps in, it will find more negativity to support itself. You know that's why if you don't empathize with a dissatisfied customer, they're going to find more and more reasons to not like that grooming. Yeah, you need to you need to cut it off. <laughs> Right away, and, oh, I get it. I'm sure you were disappointed. I am so sorry.
0: And then there, there's the whole recreation of the event that changes as time goes on. So they just kind of mutate the event so that it fits their scenario a little bit better.
1: Groomers were even saying, yeah, the last pair of shoes I got from them was crap. You know, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just the human mind. Take it from a former therapist. That's the human mind. Negativity steps into your mind; it will find support of other negative things about related to that. It, it will create a list.
0: And they fired the company. They fired the people who are responsible for this well, stupid ad.
1: Maybe, and maybe they didn't really. Maybe they just said they did.
0: Okay. You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm taking them at their word. See, I still trust
1: them. <laughs> Yeah, and then maybe they just clarified for the company. It should be a lesson for the company. You certainly don't market against the grooming industry and then post those advertisements where grooming industry has access or readership or whatever. Or maybe it was just an ad that somebody who wasn't a groomer found and sent and it gained uh, speed. You know what I'm saying? We don't really know. Right. But... Uh, it did exist, and it was pictured, and hey. they did go berserk. Right? And, uh, <laughs> they resolved, and they and and, and finally, uh, the conversation was cut off. Oh
0: yeah, and I'm not so much for the apology at this point. I'm not sure that apologizing is really all that sincere. If they just don't do it again, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Yep. Hey, did did you get a Barclays Honors nomination thingy? Yeah, it
1: was hard. You know what? I realized that without any trade shows, I was kind of left with a blank on some some items, like Journalist of the Year. I didn't even know who to do Speaker of the Year. Right. I, you know, like, I, I, it was hard. It was harder this year because I hadn't been a part of the uh, Berkeley stream of events.
0: Well, there was a category I felt really strongly about, and that was the new product of the year. And I put in the Max, and I just would like to remind people that if you've enjoyed that product that's new this year, well, that is an awesome Product to put in that category because I just think it's the cat's pajamas, as I've said before. Also, Chris Sertzel's book, uh, Can- the Karen.
1: Care of the Canine
0: Coat. Yeah, that one. That Brandy had that book in our hotel room, and I looked through it, and it's beautifully put together. So this year, that could be a good choice for that. Of course, if you think we deserve it, after 307 episodes and some staying power, do put us up there. Hopefully, we'll get nominated again, and maybe we'll get a trophy or whatever it is they stick a medal. Is it a medal?
1: Whatever they have lately, it's been a medal. Well, you know, interestingly enough, I picked those two choices, too. (laughs) The Mac and Chris's book. I did Colin Taylor for Foreign Speaker of the Year. Me too, me too. You know who I nominated for, has done the most for the industry? Who? Mary Aquinda. Yeah? You know, because she came forth in the vacuum that was left in the pandemic. And she developed a platform for multiple speakers. And I thought that was extremely noteworthy. That is noteworthy. That's that's another good choice. I thought it was a, a definite contribution, stepping forth into the moment and creating something for us. And then I did uh, Brian I. Taylor for Congeniality. Another good choice. Yeah.
0: Like you, I was stumped with a lot of them. But I did want to remind people, this is just the nominations, and then the voting will come up soon after that, and then the awards are at Hershey.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see who actually makes it on the ballot. And if our choices were other people found it the same we're yeah. likely to see those names on the ballot and I hopefully we'll see our name on the ballot yes again <laughs> again we're the
0: Susan lucci of the uh, Barclay Honors Awards
1: We are the Susan lucci of the Barclay Honors a- Awards is this gonna be year five or six uh I don't know it's a, it's yes.
0: ever since the category because they had to put it in because we came out so it would be six probably this is sixth.
1: Well, it was just blogs before, and they just kept putting up the groom blog and I keep telling people, "Don't nominate the groom blog doing, <laughs> I mean, I love the groom blog, and I took a look on my phone. I hadn't looked at the groom blog from my phone before, yeah and and I did today, and it looks really good, nice. The little articles that are highlighted, there's like four articles that are highlighted on the phone. Good choice. I really liked what I saw. It was clean, man. That's cool. Well,
0: fantastic because we're going to link that up to our new website as soon as that all happens. But just to reiterate who you might choose for the best product of the year. Room pack. Let me tell you about the newest thing from Best Shots Ultramax Pro line. I'm seriously stoked about these products. First up is Ultramax Hair Hold Spray. It's a mindfully created aerosol-free styling spray. It's flexible and can be layered on for a stronger hold. It's quick-drying and has the Ultramax delicate sweet pea fragrance. Next up is my favorite new product in a long time. It's called the Max, and I love it to the max. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It's so concentrated that one small bottle makes 10 quarts. It reduces drying time, extends manageability, and aids you in achieving optimal coat performance. Mats and tangles brush away more easily, and it turns your recirculator into a de-shedding machine. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. It's amazing. Check it all out at UltramaxPro.com and see why Barbara and I are so excited. That's UltramaxPro.com. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor and order some Max and Hair Hold Spray today. For over 30 years, Best Shot has been making masterpieces out of nightmares in record time. Made from the best stuff on earth. ready groomers here comes our first appointment when i first started out way long ago back in 1998 i was grooming all of my friends dogs that were willing well i say grooming i was attempting to groom my friends dogs so that i would get some experience while i was working at the vet hospital still and training with their groomer My second client had two tiny Yorkies, some of the littlest teeny weeny, itsy bitsy Yorkies in full coat that I have ever seen. And I dreaded going to do these dogs. I dreaded having to brush them out. They were wiggly. I thought I was going to break their tiny stick legs. It just was the worst experience. And yet, here I am, still a groomer. (laughs) Now I have more more sturdier Yorkies a little bit bigger than those little Yorkies but you did a Yorkie recently and you had a much better experience than my memory lane experience
1: well I groomed a dog yesterday and it was an amazing experience Cindy I love it when I knock it out of the park (laughs) Uh, you know like I live for those moments I mean I live on my every four weeks great job so and so but this first of all it was a walk-in. Well, it was a call-in. It was a same-day appointment, which I never do. But I found myself yesterday at the yeah, shop with only yeah, three dogs yeah, to groom. So, yeah. <laughs> so why not take another? Totally agree. Right? Yep. And th- this was a woman who had just moved to Tucson. And by any chance, do you have time today to groom my Yorkie? And you got to be a hero. She came in. And it was this darling Yorkie, kind of grown out to about two inches of length and kind of matted on the body, not too much on the legs. And she said, I'd like it taken short, but leave the head. And then later she told me that when she first moved here, A few months ago, she took it to a place and they shaved her dog from nose to tail. Oh, no. That's not good. And this Yorkie has uh, a natural tail. Oh. And her name is Lola. (laughs) She was delightful. Well, the only thing about her was that she verbalized constantly while she was in a kennel. But as long as on the table, she was very cooperative and everything. So the first thing that I did, was I tried to make some decisions before I started about what I was going to do. A game plan. It's always good to have a game plan. A game plan and making some of my styling uh, decisions. So I put her on my table and I have her little head in my hands and I perked her ears by pressing with my two fingers in each hand behind her ears to make her ears kind of stand up to see what she had. And she had an adorable ear prick. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I am not going to tip the, these ears. Because one of the first things I do with Westies and York is I tip their ears. Yep. Well, I just decided right then. I saw in my mind's eye rounded Pomeranian button ears. You know those boo-dog ears? Yes. And so I saw that in my mind's eye. And I said, well, that's what I'm going to do with the ears. And I did that. And then I just rounded her face. And I took her body down with a seven blade and her legs down with, I think it was a number one comb. They were longer but trimmed. And she looked so freaking cute. Oh my God. What'd you do with the tail? I just trimmed it a little, and I trimmed it around the the back side of the tail that goes over the the back. I kind of clipped it up close there because it had some just sticky-outy stuff. And so then it went over a tail nice and neat, and then it brushed out. And it was a lot more attractive than I had seen Yorkies in the U.K. that were in the show ring with these corkscrew tails. I hated it. I, I just thought it was ugly. Do
0: they have a tail like a shih tzu?
1: It curls over their back.
0: Yeah, that's what a shih tzu does.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And when it's all just shaved, especially if the rest of them are long in the show ring, it's goofy. Yep. But um, it really makes a nice little short and sassy plume. And that's what she had. So it was really cute. And the owner just went bananas. <laughs> she just said oh she looks like a puppy again oh i love this you girls are so good she said i said how did you find me she said google she said and believe me i am going to plaster a great review on that for you oh that's and nice. i said oh nice you know but just a matter of trusting myself that when she said short she didn't mean that i had to make the legs the same length as the body or any of that. I didn't go into a lot of that. I just wanted to make her dog look cute again. And here's another thing about that, Yorkie. I felt her coat. And how I feel the coat, I put like about three of my fingers deep into the coat and then I rub my thumb across them and I feel what that feel like. Yeah. And have you ever felt a coat that felt both Oily and dry.
0: Yeah, it's on my head. My hair feels oily up at the end that's next to my head, and then dry three-quarters of the way down for like the last inch and a half or two.
1: That's normal But oh, that okay. the ends of the hair dry out Right. As, as the hair ages. But in this case, the whole coat, I don't know. Maybe it was my perception, but it felt both greasy and dry. So usually when I have this kind of a combination coat, I choose which way to go. Degrease or moisturize, right? Yeah. In this case, I said, Yvonne, let's do a show season grime time bath. That's a, a degreasing. And then let's do a eye groom squalling bath. That's good moisturizing bath. And we did that, and the coat came out so nice.
0: Oh, that's always so gratifying. I like the way the coat feels when it's all clean and moisturized. When it's right, you know?
1: And it's so easy to kind of miss on some of these coats. And I think that we miss more often than, than we notice, to be honest with you. And we blame the coat. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then I wanted to say one more thing about scissoring a Yorkie. Yeah. Because people agonize over it. That would be me again. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So when I do when I scissor Yorkie legs, I use a technique like I do on schnauzer legs. I look at all four sides, front rear two sides. And I comb each side up and then scissor it down once. And that's it. Comb it up, scissor it down once. Comb it up, scissor it down once. Inside, comb it up, scissor it down once. Then comb it down and trim off anything that's dramatically out of place. But I don't go around pick, pick picking at those legs. Where did you blend off
0: on the front legs? Like, did you blend off at the elbow? Did you go down a little bit and then let them get thicker? Did you do, was it like an Asian-inspired
1: leg? No, it wasn't that radical, no. It was pretty much just a tubular leg. Uh, I didn't bring it down as far to the elbow as I would with a terrier. Okay. Just a scope, just right level with the body. And the same thing, the hips just down a little bit And then I blended with the thinning scissors. What about the back end? Did you take the back end a little tighter? I took the back end down with the same comb that I used on the legs. Okay. I didn't do a terrier behind on her.
0: That's what I was wondering. Do you ever do like a full-on Westie cut on a Yorkie? Yeah. Yeah, I do that sometimes. And sometimes I do a schnauzer cut on a Yorkie.
1: On this, I left a little bit of skirt. I came down nice kind of under the ribs and then left a little bit of skirt. It was really cute. It was only about, I don't think it was even a whole inch. It was probably about three quarters of an inch little fringe down there. It looked adorable. (laughs) I like it. It sounds good. I'm sorry now that I didn't get any damn pictures, but uh she's going to be back. Yeah, what's wrong and, with you? No
0: pictures. Gee whiz. I know. <laughs> I know.
1: I have this iPhone 12 with an, a better camera, and I don't think I've taken hardly any pictures of grooming since I got it. That's
0: your assignment for this next week is take some cool pictures. By the way... I forgot to mention in the beginning that we will have another week off this week because I'm going to spend a few days on the boat, which I'm pretty excited about. So uh, you may or may not notice a drop-in episodes because I do have one in the can waiting to be released, and we have this one, which will also be in the can. So it may just flow naturally, but Barbara, you get next week off.
1: Uh, by the way, yes. I bought another Pinello comb because Dave is now... All in. Good. On the Piniello. You know, you have to use it to love it. Yes. You can't just look at it and say, what the hell is this? You have to use it to love it. And Yvonne wasn't using it. So I went on Amazon and voila, they had the purple back. So Yvonne's a purple freak. So I thought, well, maybe if I get her a purple Piniello, she'll fall in love with it and want to use it. And then she'll know why. And um, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> not only that, not this is really good news. She watched me carefully, watched me picking at the mats, and she started picking. You're kidding! See, you no. can
0: teach an old dog new tricks.
1: Oh God! I just <laughs> I wanted to hug her, but she probably would have freaked out. You know? <laughs> You know she's doing toenails? Yeah. She's picking on mats instead of just pulling them apart with a fine-tuned comb. I think Dave is the best thing that's happened to Yvonne. I think Dave is the best thing that's happened to Yvonne. It just really spurred her on and given her another role model. And giving her another reason to look more closely at what we're doing. Yes, and it, it was a it, that was a happy day. So we're all using that Pinello, and we're all just raving about it. That's
0: fantastic.
1: She waved that purple thing at me and said, "Barbara, this is the thing." <laughs> yes.
0: Everybody knows Uh, purple's the color You gotta have it in purple
1: Yeah, and it's beautiful It's a beautiful purple I don't know what that material is It's not plain plastic It's kind of like siliconized plastic or something
0: I feel like I need it A purple one, because mine is black, but it was free, so I can't complain. Yeah,
1: black is boring. Yeah. Black is boring, and it gets lost.
0: Yeah, it does get lost, but luckily I'm inclined to put it in my pink holder so it stands out in there. But still, I know what you're saying. Everybody's hands are shaped differently. Mine certainly are. It can be hard to find the perfect shear, but there is a solution. Evolution shears are fully customizable with fixed ring, single, or double swivels. I like the double swivels best. They are all designed to prevent the repetitive stress injuries that occur as we groom. Evolution uses high-quality materials, and the shears come in curves, straights, thinners, and chunkers. There's a small learning curve, but the staff at Evolution will guide you through. You can put your hands on a pair of Evolution shears at most grooming shows, but if you're not going to a show, go online to evolutionshears.com or call them at 877-560-3057 and buy yourself a pair. Be sure to ask for Chris She's the Cat's Pajamas. Ron and Abby are super cool too. But wait, mention the Groom Pod when you place your order or put Groom Pod in the coupon code on the Evolution website and you'll receive $10 off each pair of
1: shears. How cool is that? Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin.
0: Blades, blades, blades. It seems like they are one of the most important things in our industry and in our workday, and yet we often neglect their care. So why not take a moment and talk about it this morning? Hey, Barbara, I got a question, just an off-the-wall question for you. Do you think there's a difference in the blades from one manufacturer to another? Yes. What do you think makes the difference? Is it materials? Is it design?
1: the materials, the forging, the quality of the edge, the, and you know what, the tension. Some blades are not sold at a good tension. No, well, that's a fact. It seems like when you open up the package, you should be able
0: to just put them right on and start cutting. I know,
1: I know. You shouldn't need to have a sharpener come and adjust your blades and you're brand new, but you know, there's a lot of jostling around that can get can happen especially if blades come all the way from overseas right I don't think that they're tested out one by one hell no (laughs) they're just packed up and distributed you know sure and scissors are the same thing especially the cheaper scissors like Aussie shears and stuff those things just come in huge box loads they're banging around together can they can differ within the same manufacturer from from item to item so you're going to have faulty units here and there but cheaper blades are usually cheaper materials and maybe less mindful manufacturing
0: so the only variables i can see between them is like the coated blades or not coated blades so the black ones are the green ones or the regular ones i think the black ones are from wall i don't know if they do the cap blades as well and then the ceramic cutter or the stainless steel cutter and the difference between those at least from what I could figure out is that the ceramic cutter doesn't get as hot as the stainless steel cutter is there any other difference that you know of it doesn't get as sharp ah, it doesn't get as sharp either good to know good to know how often do you oil your blades oh I'm horrible oh <laughs> I knew that
1: <laughs> you know, I'm horrible. This was a trick question. <laughs> I'm horrible. And, uh, you know, the truth is, the most blades that I use are the five in one blades on the wall Figura, which I have two. And I probably use those two trimmers 10 times as often as I use my regular trimmer. Yesterday, I used my regular trimmer once with a seven blade to do the Yorkie body. And all the rest of my dogs were done with trimmers.
0: Just to refresh, I do everything with a clipper vac and with my A5 blades. So when I'm done with the little A5 tutorial, then we'll let Barbara do a little five-in-one tutorial because I cannot maintain those blades for the life of me. But I'm pretty good with my A5 uh, regular adjust- uh I don't know. What do you call those? Is there a name other than A five for them? No, that's what
1: they are. You know, before they were A fives, they were A twos.
0: And that was from Oster, right?
1: Those were mostly Oster, and they were the ones that you had to screw onto a head.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a while ago. You weren't grooming back then, were you?
1: Oh yeah, I had to the switch, and I scoffed. I scoffed at the A fives. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? You want me to all my blade and get these things? <laughs> they gonna be what fucking like interchangeable?
0: See, I always only had them, so I feel pretty good about that. I'm glad I didn't have to screw my blades on. Man, that would be a challenge.
1: Well, you had to put them on a head, and then you had to change heads. So then you had blades attached to heads lined up on your shelf you know (laughs) right they didn't snap on so much as they just kind of twisted on but you could have a blade malfunction or you could have a head malfunction or you could have a blade driver malfunction so it made it all more complicated to figure out what was going wrong when there wasn't cutting? That
0: does make it more complicated. We're lucky these days because, it's, well, we still have the same problems. It's more likely going to be your blade drive more than anything else first, and then the tension.
1: And how we clean the blades back then?
0: Oh, I'm even afraid to ask that one.
1: Each groomer had a peanut can with oil and kerosene. <laughs> Crazy, man. And we would dip it in, run it, and then turn it off and then wipe it off. And it would clean and oil the blades.
0: I remember dipping the blades into something. I don't do that anymore, though. Not at all. So let's go back to talking about oiling before we jump ahead to washing, because that'll be next. Too much oil, and you can gum up your works. And then it holds hair in there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So the deal is that the oil dispensers that the mainstream blade manufacturers, well, you get them with your clippers. They give you oil with your clippers when you buy new clippers. The dispenser in those bottles, be it the Andes one or the Wall one or the whoever, that dispenser dispenses too much oil. It's like even if you do it a gravity feed way, the drop that comes out is too much oil. So the actual sharpeners recommend that you get a needle... Applicator oil. from Amazon. Oil pen. Yeah. Well, even bigger than an oil pen for clippers because you're supposed to be oiling those darn things while you're working with them. Best to oil them when they're warm. Who knew? I didn't know that. But that's what they say because the oil distributes a little bit better. And if you get the needle applicator, then you only have to touch four different spots on your blade to oil them. And that is, you know, the little cutter blade that we were talking about that's sometimes ceramic. If you slide that off to one side and you put a drop in the groove that has the little little silicone guide in it, and then a drop on either side of the cutter blade, and then a drop in the teeth area, and then wipe everything off, run your clipper, wipe it off. And if you do that often enough, it will definitely extend the life of your edge on your cutter blade. Any other tips that you have about that part? Well, no, because you don't oil your stuff all that often.
1: Well, well I do. You know, I actually, I actually do. It's not that I never oil. It's just that I don't oil often enough, probably. Okay. You know, because I tend to brush and blow out my blades a lot.
0: Okay, let's move on to cleaning your blades. You used to dip it in stuff, and I do remember dipping it in stuff.
1: That I was seven and it was like antibacterial.
0: They still make blade washes. I think there's a blue one that is that. I don't know who makes that one. Maybe Andis makes it.
1: It makes a seven-in-one.
0: Seven-in-one. Okay, well, soap and water will do the job.
1: I use alcohol to clean my blades if I clip something with a, a questionable skin. Oh, yeah. I brush them off, and then I spray both the brush and the clipper blade. With alcohol, enough for like 10 or 12 seconds, wipe them off and then oil, re-oil and off to the race. Cool. Prefer to do that rather than to use the um, commercial products that have phenol, phenol in them. Phenol, phenol that's not a good thing. Phenylphenol, it's really not as bad as it's been made out to be, but it's not a good thing. It's a chemical it's actually o phenolphenol phenol, and it's used in agriculture. It's a biocide. kills life, okay? Okay. It's a biocide. It's used as a pesticide. It's on the Proposition 65 list of carcinogens in California. So, you know, you have to label it. But the truth is, there's never been any science that has proven cancer from dermal Exposure. But what about breathing
0: it? Because we're over the top of it.
1: Yeah, see, I don't like any aerosols. I really don't like aerosol products at all. And I especially don't like aerosols that contain somewhat questionable ingredients because as we are learning about aerosols in this day of COVID, we learn that aerosols are breathed not just in the immediate vicinity of where they're sprayed, but they float and fill the entire airspace of your trailer or salon or room. And this is like cool lube, like the stuff you spray on the clippers
0: to keep them cool, or the stuff you dip them in to get the blade wash stuff. It's in a lot of that stuff.
1: There is a... Non toxic blade cleaner dip uh, available, and I and I forgot to research this for y'all. Sorry, but it's um, is that the one that's called Red something? Yeah, yeah, exactly the red something. Yeah,
0: <laughs> generally we prepare a little more than this.
1: I just didn't remember this until we got into the conversation. I just kind of verified my knowledge of the phenol phenol. And uh, yeah, it's something that I don't really want. I don't really want to spray it in the vicinity of the dogs. I think that there's
0: three things that you need to keep your blades maintained. Three general things. One of them is a can of air. Very handy to blow your blades out, blow the hair out of your blades and your clippers for that matter. The second or is...
1: Or use your H3 dryer. Come
0: on. Oh, pfft, that's not as fun. It doesn't have the little tube attached. <laughs> also a cable tie. You can poke it through the back and get the hairs out. And then a toothbrush to get the hair out of the comb part of the... Yeah. Right.
1: I have all those. I have a toothbrush and a cable tie right at my table. You know, it's sticking in my... My root scissor holder. Ah,
0: that's a good place for it. And I wash my blades once a week because I'm not that high volume. If you're a bigger volume, you might want to do it at the end of the day. But I wash them with soap and water with my recirculator. Then I use my blow dryer, and I blow the water out, and I leave them to air dry. And then I oil them in the morning before I use them. So let's talk keeping them cool, because we all know that hot blades can cause problems, especially in sensitive areas on the pets. So I use a clipper vac almost all the time. That keeps my blades cool. I'm grateful for that. But there's some other methods we can use. One of them is a tile or a plate that you set your hot blade on that kind of absorbs.
1: Yeah, a ceramic tile or a uh, metal plate. I have a metal plate and it's right at the end of my table and on the other side of my Hanvey grooming post. Kind of out of the way, but it's right there in arm's reach. And I just set my blades down on that, you know, the back of the blade on the surface of the metal for a few minutes. And I go with a second blade. I work with two of everything. And then I go with the second blade until it gets warm. And then I switch off again. And I, I think that keeping your blades cool by That means, gives more life to the blades than using a coolant spray. What sharpeners have told me, what metal people have told me, is that a coolant spray just cools off the very outer surface of the metal. And it stays warm and hot inside, deeper in. And then the metal atoms can kind of move around and...
0: It retains the heat on the inside, even though it feels cool on the outside.
1: And so it damages the metal from inside out. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. You're fooling yourself that you're just, you're not really cooling the whole blade. You're just cooling the outer surface of the blade. So the metal inside will eventually degrade and become not able to hold an edge for as long. And I think that's one of the reasons why I hardly ever have to get my blade, sharpened Once a year.
0: Yeah, once a year.
1: Now, I don't do that with the vac because the vac system uh, is blowing air. It's like sucking air over the blade and keeping it cool inside and out, right? Yes,
0: absolutely. It never gets hot.
1: But as soon as it gets hot, you need to not let it get to the hottest. I use my arm. I test on my arm. Whoops, it's getting too warm. I put it on the plate. I change out blades, and I keep on trucking. Uh, then I clean my blades out really good with the high-velocity dryer and the cone nozzle and a uh, toothbrush and some re-oiling with a pen. Uh, we just keep going like an energizer bunny.
0: That's cool. Let's hear from Show Season, and then I'm going to ask you some questions about your 5-in-1 blades.
1: We love our sponsors, like Show Season. Let me
0: tell you about my favorite Show Season products. True Tearless is a hypoallergenic, scent-free shampoo that really cleans and never, ever leaves a fragrance. Pair it with the hypo conditioner and you have a winning, smell-free combination. Results Rinse is an after-bath rinse that lightly conditions and protects without adding any weight to scissored coats. It aids in drying time and it helps with brush-outs, too. Show Season carries Barbara's Essential Oil Blends and Mellow Pet Shampoo, Blueberry Products, Delicious Colognes, Hemp Products, A Feline Line, Spa and Natural Options, and so much more. You can find Show Season Animal Products at all shows and through lots of distributors like Cascade Brooming Supplies. And you can check out all their products at their website, TheBestPetShampoo.com or call 678-382-0218. Make every season a
1: show season.
0: What the heck is the deal with the 5-in-1 blades? I cannot for the life of me keep them functioning.
1: The most important thing is to make sure when you use snap-on combs to make sure that your blade is right up against the comb and you're not leaving a little bit of room for hair to get kind of get backed up in there and then it's most important with the five-in-one blades that you use your zip ties and you push out any hair that's gotten underneath the cutting blade or on un, yeah under the cutting blade in the little area between the cutting blade and the body of the clipper they do collect hair up
0: there like crazy. they collect
1: hair up there and then it slows down the clipping action and then it's not effective. Um, Probably that's the more frequent clipper maintenance task that I do and brush them out real good. And you need a nice fine toothbrush on those blades and then re-oil. When you're using your
0: trimmer, would you say you either use it on a ten or a forty, do you often use it on the lesser? Do you how how much do you actually adjust
1: those blades? Never use it on the ten. Never use it on the lowest cut. I just read that recently on a sharpener page. I always seem to nick the dogs with it. That's
0: why I've kind of left them a But I don't know. Maybe it's
1: because I use the ten. <laughs> When I use a snap-on comb, I always set my clipper on the 40-blade setting. And
0: then how often are you using it for anything else?
1: Oh, all the time.
0: Okay, so you do
1: move it around then. You know, I have two of them, and I just alternate. I I don't have one just for that. I'll have one with a comb on it and one without a comb on it that I do feet and tummy and ears and... What have you, right? Yeah. Not everybody can sharpen those, can they?
0: No. Are they even sharpenable, or are you better off just sending them
1: back? They are sharpenable, but not all sharpeners can do them, and not all sharpeners can do them well. And I have a fairly good sharpener, but I only get one out of five that will work for a little while longer. The next time I try to resharpen my five in ones. I'm gonna either ship them to Jeff Andrews or ship them to Wall. If you ship them to Wall, I've heard they just send
0: you a new one back or something similar, so like replace well, that, that would part. be good. Yeah,
1: yeah, like they might might do a refurbished one back. Yeah, you know, they're probably interchanging parts and stuff like that. Oh, I wouldn't mind that. I just want a blade that works. Right, because it, you know, I buy a new five-in-one about every four months okay that's not too bad but it, it's a bit much and i have not fought, and, and i personally did not have a better result from the so-called diamond five-in-ones that were more, that are more expensive i thought it was a waste of my money i didn't think it performed any better and i thought it crapped out sooner uh, that was, uh, Do you oil your 5-in-1s? Oh, yeah. I'm probably better at oiling them. I'm I'm a little more cognizant, mindful of my 5-in-1s because I love them so much. And you're using them more, whereas I'm not. Right, and I'm using them more, uh, and I really depend on them. And uh, I wish somebody would send me a new full-size clipper. I have the Andes clipper
0: the newer cordless clipper that they are no longer producing because everyone's having problems with them I'm not having any problems with mine and I love it and I'm able to use my A5 blades on it and I'm finding that to be just perfect it's nice and light it works really well for me so hopefully they'll get that straightened out and return with a new version that is not doing whatever the old version is doing I don't know because mine works fine anyway well Barbara I think we've got a show in the
1: can and I think we can move on to the rest of our day what do you say I'm just like scanning my notes Susie to see if there's anything here that I wanted to uh good idea good plan Yeah, try a seven on the back of a Yorkie and leave a little skirt, not a hula, just a little skirt and some schnauzer legs and see what happens.
0: All right. And Barbara, your assignment is take some pictures with your new camera.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) You know what? It's hot in my shop. It's hot in my house. It's hot here. It was like 109 the other day. Yeah, You just get to, you don't want to do anything. You know, I just like sit, as soon as I finish a dog, I sit down beside a fan and wait for Yvonne to get the next dog ready for me. I don't want to spend any extra time, any extra energy. It's horrible. It's just depleting to be um,
0: goddamn hot. I get it. I was hot earlier. We're going to be hot again.
1: I will try. There's a couple of things I want to get. I want to get a video of the picking action. And you know what? I, I think I need to get Dave to do that. Because Dave used to get some decent videos for me in the old days. Good idea. And also I want to get some of my um, better stylings. Yes. I like all of that. Dave has come and he's so good. I start to Feel a little inferior. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. He's not got your special touch.
1: I know. I know. It's these, it's these dogs that I, where I really actually envision the style ahead of time and then achieve that. That's what's giving me a big thrill lately. Nice. It's, uh, it's when I'm outside the box a little bit. And being more creative with what I can see that, how I see that dog looking. Okay, look at enough from me, enough from you. Let's let these people go and have a life.
0: Let's do it. I'm just happy that nothing broke down this week. Hooray!
1: Yay! <laughs> Yay!
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we'll be back here next week again to join you all on the Groom Pod. Happy grooming and see you then. Bye bye now.